Shweta. This is Nalini. And we are the Prickly Peers, the pod where we discuss uninhibited brown women and their prickly points of views. I'm not going to say anything more right now, Nalini. Over to you. In today's episode, our uninhibited brown woman that we are celebrating is Ankita. Whee! But um, our first season is about what our mothers said when we were growing up that made a big difference in our lives in a maybe not very positive way or things that irked us, things that we found, we debated and rebelled against and then got our ways eventually or just or for better or for worse turned out to be as prickly as we are because of that. So Ankita, I want to first know what is that thing that your mother said that that's on your mind and then we go back to your childhood. So tell me, what did your mother say? My mother said... You don't even know how to make tea. How are you ever going to get married? Of all the things she said, nothing has irked me more. A, I'm not a traditional chai consumer, right? So I I drink tea, but I take tea without milk and sugar and so on. And I don't understand the point of learning to make something that I don't consume. Now, I understand if I was to be a brilliant host, which I'm still on the journey on, I would know how to make everything my guests would consume, but I'm not there yet. And the second thing is I do not understand. Well, now I do based on the media and conversation with friends, but the connection between my ability to make tea and get married. Like for me, it was the most absurd thing. And there is nothing that irks me more than the sentence. And does she still say this? Well, her frustration at my inability to make chai is still very much existent. It's evident. <laughs> and she still says, you don't even know how to make tea. But now it's, um, you know, the second part of the sentence differs. She'll say, how are you ever going to take care of your parents? How are you ever going to get married? How are a whole bunch of things which are based on my ability to make tea? Yeah. And just to clarify, are you married at the time of this recording? No, I'm not. So that sentence is still very valid. Yeah. So let, let's see where time takes us or whether your mother was right. But for now, tell me a bit about your childhood. How was it growing up? Anything that you want to share? Well, I think I've had a very, very privileged childhood. We lived in many different cities, consequence of being an army kid, which I loved. I would cry every time we changed cities and schools and everything else, but it was just so normal for us to move around, for everyone I was studying with to move around. And it was all like life was one big adventure. And my parents would always kick me out of the house. Like they would be like, you would go to school, you would come back, you would eat a meal, take a tiny nap. And then your parents would be like, get out of the house. You need to like go outdoors, play, do something. I loved my childhood. If I could recreate it, I would. I wouldn't change a thing. But yeah, that's a little bit about it. And you, do you have siblings? I do. I have an elder sister. She's 12 years older to me. So I have the privilege of having two moms. Oh, 12 years. Wow. That's a big difference. Yeah, and she would give Gandhiji competition and non-violence. So I would literally like sit on her lap. So she'd be carrying me around and I would pull her hair. And she would like still be carrying me on her lap and be like, Mama, she is pulling my hair. And my mom would be like, drop her, just drop her. And my sister's like, no, I can't drop her. And and while growing up, so did your sister have a different experience than, than what you did? So you t- talked about 
your childhood where you were out of the house like as soon as you came back from school which means like they were inculcating an adventurous kid in you totally uh what how was it for your sister i think it was similar i never paid attention to her life as much because she was obviously so much older she had her own world she would sometimes take me for movies with her friends and i'd be just like what am i doing like there are such old people and, and she wanted to take you no like is- sometimes she would be like i i would be a nice elder sister her her friends used to adore me like even today we run to some of her friends and they'd be like oh we remember you you were such a tiny baby so my sister my sister was really proud of me and she would like really have her friends meet me and everything else but i just she she was also in boarding school before i was born uh, or when i was born so she's she's had a whole set of adventures of her own which were not necessarily in front of you right like you did not see that part of her growing yeah. up so when you were um of an age where you could recollect things and what what you could remember from then on like was your sister ever setting examples like that your mother would consider like right that's the right thing you know because i'm an elder sister in my house and i've i've realized that over time parents are always comparing the kids even though like they don't they don't want to do you think there were things that your sister was um doing that was considered like the thing to do and then you followed and you weren't doing any of that not that i recall like i i would always say i was the kid who wanted to be perfect like teachers pet parents to be proud of so i think there would be examples that i did that my parents would have quoted to my sister but i do remember like in terms of music my sister has a much more refined taste in music and i would go like backstreet boys boys on and all of that and my sister, my parents would be like listen to like the music your sister listens to she listens to elaine page plays the guitar and i'd be just like eh no my music is better so in all these things it looks like your parents were very like encouraging of extracurriculars and like doing things beyond which like because i know you as a person i know that your mom pushes you even today to do things outside of work and like getting out of your comfort zone but i'm just trying to think let's say when did she start saying this t uh, comment in your life like when when was the first time you remember that you heard it from her how old were you well i think she said well she wanted me to learn how to make tea from when i was in my teens but it was never obviously at that point she never said make tea and then you'll get married kind of thing uh, but it was always like oh you need to learn making tea because that's i don't know whether it was same in your family but it was like the first step as introduction into the kitchen and learning how to cook and i was never interested in making tea like ha- and it's complex right like the indian chai is one of the most complex things to get right you will not believe this nalini during just pre pandemic i think it was 2019 one of my friends was home she is a fellow aitian and my mom said why don't you make tea for us and i was like oh no she doesn't drink tea and she was like obviously she loves to pull my leg and she's like no no i'll drink tea if you make it i i of course drink tea so obviously and there's a video recording of this i was making tea and they were just giggling my measurements of water to milk ratio when i was putting the tea leaves in how long i was letting it boil where i was putting the sugar in and it is a hilarious video except that this thing of just like the importance of being able to make tea i can't get over it 
tell me more about when this is this seems to be a recent example but then when you were a child like what how old were you do you think when you were introduced into the kitchen I would say 15 16 that was when they said learn how to make tea and why like i remember for my household like nobody was that big fan of a tea like my parents wanted the first uh, tea as the first thing in the morning but you know in the army there are people i don't know if that's like still happens or not but there would be people that would do everything for you including like knocking on your bedroom door which sort of like invades on privacy now that you think about it but back then like the chaik would stand with tea in the morning at even if it's at 5 a.m and then even then i this same thing happened to me where they were like you need to make tea like if you want to start your cooking journey and then i was first of all never interested in the kitchen and and i argued the the prickly kind that i always was i argued that i don't have tea i'm never going to have tea and i don't know if that's the reason why both of us and many women like us still don't have tea just to prove that one point that we said ages ago to our parents but i'll tell you what my parents said back then like for them it was importance of hosting in in the army right like as you touched upon it also and what will you give people when they come to your house and and, and i was like there is so many other things you know like people in the army drink beer <laughs> more than they drink tea and like the country that we live in now like drinks more beer than they drink tea but um, yeah but it was never really like a valid argument in their mind when their child said that they don't want to ever drink tea or like they will offer other things to their guests because atithi devo bhava was like such an important thing and apparently god strict tea so that's why they want this to to happen but yeah like was your experience the same it was similar so in our house and even today drinking tea in the evenings is a tradition right so they take a little afternoon nap wake up and then drink tea so it wasn't it was never the morning tea that i was expected to contribute to it was like oh it's evening why don't you make us some tea or like come watch me make tea and it was obviously my mom wouldn't spend a lot of time in the kitchen back then because we had a cook and everything else but this was like her saying i'll make it you watch and then you make it i'll watch we'll do this together but you need to learn how to make tea and it was never like come i'll show you how to make rice or like vegetables like that came much later i think tea was the first thing like i think it was always like yeah okay i need to know how to make tea it's all right like in theory i still know the theory of making chai so i can probably make chai but it, i don't know how edible it will be um but it was just as the years grew i think when i was 25 it was just like you still don't know how to make tea how are you going to get married and i was just like huh <laughs> like when did that transition happen and that's when it started really getting to me and i was like i'm done I'm not going to learn how to make this thing especially if it's going to dictate whether you know I'm marriage worthy or Where not. Where do you think this was coming from? Like your mom who's an author herself like has done all the things that prickly women of her generation would do. Uh, I just like I cannot fathom where this could be coming from so maybe like let's try to unbundle this together what do you what do you think was driving her to these kind of comments? I think she always thought of it as a joke like it was always like oh you need to learn make to make tea but then obviously the marriage thing came when i was of marriageable age and so on right so she, even if you ask her today i don't think she she'll be like oh i was just joking right i wasn't i wasn't saying it in all seriousness like the serious part was like i think it's time you learn how to make tea but the whatever came after it was just like oh my god like we say so many things 
you shouldn't take all of it seriously uh, and i have had this conversation like i've told her like enough's enough like that that's the silliest statement i've heard and she would say like oh every mom says it like in every indian family i'm sure each mom has said it to her daughter so she never told me the connection between tea and marriage right so i turned to media our movies tv series conversation with friends and the connection between tea and marriage became very evident there right so and i'm sure it still happens in some parts of the country where when you you know i'm going to refer to them as the olden times but when you were getting married through an arranged marriage system the boy's family would come to the girl's house to meet the family and the girl would traditionally like especially in the movies there would always be a big dupatta over her face so they can't see the face and she would come in at the right time with a tray of tea and snacks and then i clearly remember these movie scenes where you know the f- boy's father would pick up and take a sip and be like oh your daughter makes really good tea and somehow the boy's father has to drink this first exactly. like it's not for the guy yeah the guy the will boy. be quiet in the corner he has no say in the decision anyways like the parents who are deciding who marries who so at that point of time it was important that the tea be good right if the tea is bad like <laughs> the relationship is off <laughs> there's no marriage that will follow so if things were still that way i understand the importance of making tea but like that was never going to happen in my family that didn't happen for my sister i don't recall her ever having a dupatta over her head carrying a tray and coming in with tea and it's definitely not going to happen in my case but the sentence stuck like the importance and the association with tea stuck right so i think that's where it came from like the original connection and the idea into my mom's head that oh maybe i can put these two together and they would make a concrete sentence or like yeah definitely she was not thinking like it's a um, generational thing i guess like it's just every generation has one of those things that they say for them this was one of them like i still remember the movie bend it like beckham where you know alu gobi making alu gobi was such a big thing for for the actor's mom where she kept telling i don't remember what the name of the girl was i think simran or some punjabi name where like she was being told that if you don't know how to make aloo gobi you you cannot find a husband and this was the this was a family living in the uk for uh, se- this was the second generation they were living in the uk for and even then they are talking of aloo gobi as the main deciding factor of someone getting married or not or finding a good husband you did say olden times ankita but like i i'm from bihar right so i still have family there and this the situation that you described and worse is still happening today for sure in parts of india many 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 parts of india like where people i don't know if because that has been the norm for so long and it still happens and there's like tv ads and everything that that are centered yeah, cpg companies are like consumer goods are sold this way like where every third or fourth ad i would think like uh, is about an arranged marriage like meet up uh, where people are eating or like you know the sunflower oil that you used to the fry samosas will be in in a setup where arranged marriage so clearly the importance of food and beverages in this case is has been so important to our generations but it's just it boggles me that even today there are like this is happening so like tell me more about 
what effect did it have on you like or at least what do you think this this led you to do in life like is your rebellion against you know making chai okay you do not i know that you're always i think you still have a coffee somewhere there right like that's that's your coffee is drinking coffee your rebellion or like what do you think happened if she had said you need to know how to you need to learn to cook so that you can take care of yourself because it's healthier and came up with all of that i would be much more open to listening to her right but this sentence irked me so much because a i know that there was a huge pressure of getting married anyway like there's this thing of get married get married get married and then there's this thing of make tea make tea and i'm just like i would snap at her like I, there are in number of times when she said this and i would snap at her and then now even if i can make chai even if i can do it for them right like when they wake up after a nap go in like a nice daughter and do something nice for them i would not like i would i would probably do something else but because of the association that they've attached to just making chai i'm just like i don't want to do it like i don't want to learn how to make it if someone makes great tea and offers it to me i will drink it but i'm i'm not going to be the one who sits and does that because in my head it's just that it's created friction that otherwise may not have existed so and i think that's the thing like if i was to tell another younger woman i would tell her to make chai or make tea so that she can sustain herself but i'm not not going to attach it to these things that aren't as important such as the association between making tea and getting married i think i think that needs to stop we need to unconsciously stop propagating the whole thing of arranged marriage and of being judged as a person based on trivial things this was a thing when women were not earning had their own uh, salaries and they weren't bringing home money like these this was the only way they could contribute to the household but today like and it must be generational in some way where you know like when my mom used to say this about cooking and tea and everything and i got married and the first time i went to my husband's house the natural thing was to make tea for the in-laws and like i i again used the same argument which i did like when i was 12 years old i think that oh sorry i don't have chai so i don't i cannot make it for you because i would not be uh good at it and and that's how i got away with it and maybe like in another universe you and i would be having this conversation over chai but because of the innate need to rebel against these things that we uh, that we like equate to we might be feeling that having chai is sort of anti-feminist in some way or i i don't know the kind of impact it has had on us but it does definitely go beyond just chai and tea and cooking like who knows like more indian women would be better cooks today if we were never if, if people girls weren't driven to the kitchen forcefully to be able to get yeah married. and i think to that point also is the scene that you painted with your in-laws like i'm sure when you said i don't have chai they were just like <gasps> like otherwise it would be normal like oh yeah it, that's a sensible thing like you don't drink chai you, you do probably don't need to know how to make it but just the shock impact it has when you tell the older generation i don't know how to make chai and they're like what and like i can i can make you other things and i can of course i've been surviving by myself in a foreign country for all these years <laughs> nobody cooks for me here so i do all of that but but no like chai is so important yeah. but i think like in a rambling about chai in general like i think we have established that it goes much beyond it's time that we we realize that the things that we say about uh, 
supposedly mundane things uh, is it can have long lasting effects on on children and uh, even the jokes we make right yeah, like this is a, this was intended to be taken lightly by my mom but when you repeat something i don't know 5 10 times it's no lo- it's no longer just a joke you start thinking more about it and you're just like mm, there's something there because she's saying it again and again yeah so on this note i think i would just like to thank you for sharing your story and and you will um i think over the rest of the episodes and the time we spend together i think it would be great to know like we would get to know your mom and her stories and maybe like we will try to decipher where this came from in the following episodes but for now it, it's ciao from us and ankita do you have any closing lines that's it from me and me too ciao see you another time